This is Case Closed, crime stories from the golden age of radio. You'll pound a beat if you don't find the Brownie girl, Carson. And the same goes for the rest of you, too. Oh, Look, Inspector, this is the homicide department. How come the pressure's on us to find her? Because the pressure's on the whole force. And what's more, this kind of thing leads to murder sometimes. More than sometimes. And we want to get to work before there's a murder. Okay. No, it isn't okay. What have we done so far? Inspector, we... we've got every radio car in the city in operation. We've called in all off-duty men, canceled all... I know what we've done, Carson. And I know what we haven't done, too. We haven't found Millicent Bromley. She's just a 22-year-old, see? A girl who's done nobody any harm, see? And she's in the hands of thugs, see? Now, we're supposed to be great, big, strong he-men. We're supposed to be policemen. We're supposed to protect the people of this city from accidents and crimes. Yet we can't even help a 22-year-old girl. No. Faraday speaking. Inspector Faraday, this is Shorty. You know, Shorty, Boston Blackie's Yeah, I know who you are, Shorty. So don't bother me. I'm busy. Yeah, I know that, Inspector Faraday. That's why I'm calling. I can make you unbusy. Oh, you can, can you? Yep. Well, isn't that nice? Now, look, Shorty, I've got... No... But you got to listen to me, Inspector Faraday. Blackie's out of town. Oh, he... Blackie's out of town, is he? That's wonderful. Now, why don't you get out of town, too? Then I'll solve this case the way it ought to be solved. Inspector Faraday, I, I just talked to Blackie's girlfriend, Mary Wesley, and she talked to Blackie. He's in California. You talk to Miss Wesley, Miss to... Wesley talked to Blackie. So what? What do I care? I'm busy looking for a missing girl. Now, goodbye. Oh, gee, Inspector Faraday, don't hang up. I know you're looking for a girl. It's Millicent Bromley, isn't it? Yeah, it's Millicent Bromley. And I suppose you know right where she is. I sure do, Inspector Faraday. She's right here in my room. And now on to tonight's adventure of Boston Blackie. Enemy to those who make him an enemy. Friend to those who have no friends. There's Shorty's door, Carlson, at the end of the hall. You think he was on the level about having the Bromley girl, Inspector Faraday? I don't know. If he does, this case is awful easy. I haven't had an easy case in ten years. We'll know in a minute. Open up, Shorty. It's Faraday. Open up! Come on in, Inspector Faraday. Hey, what's the matter with you, Shorty? You're bleeding. Grab him, Carlson, before he falls down. I got him, Inspector. Thanks. You better sit down, bud. Yeah, sure. You know, you guys got here too late. Hey, what happened to you, Shorty? Come. Where's the Bromley girl? I don't know, Inspector Faraday. Uh-oh, Faraday. You said this might be one of Blackie's gags? Yeah. Oh, no, no, Inspector. This ain't no gag. She was here, but somebody slugged me from behind, and when I came to, she was gone. Oh, yeah? So help me. That, that's the truth. Take this down, will you, Carlson? You're bad, Inspector. Okay. Now, Shorty, Blackie put you up to this, didn't he? No. It's his idea of a gag. Or maybe he's mixed up in this. Honest, Inspector, all Blackie had to do with this was to tell me to call you up and say the girl was here. Ah, but the girl wasn't here, was she? But she was, Inspector Faraday. Honest, she was. She was right there on that couch there. 
when I was talking to you on the phone. All right, she was right there on the couch. How'd she happen to get here? You grabbed her, didn't you? No, honest, Inspector Faraday. She was here when I got here. And the professor was here, too. He said she was his niece. The professor? Who's he? He's a guy I know. Nice guy, too. He's used my room before, but he's never brought anybody with him before. Especially anybody he swiped. How did you know the Bromley girl wasn't the professor's niece if the professor said she was his niece? Well, the professor left and told me to let the girl sleep. I turned on the radio in the other room, and I heard what the Bromley girl was wearing. Uh-huh. Now, this girl was wearing the same thing. Sure, sure. I went over to wake her up and ask her if she was the Bromley girl, and then I saw she was doped. And then, suddenly, something hit me on the head. You're lying, Shorty. If I'm lying, you think I hit myself on the head? I wouldn't doubt it. Ah! I think this whole thing is phony. Now, come on, who's this professor? Is that Blackie, or is he something else Blackie dreamed up? No, no, honest, Inspector Faraday. The the professor's a real guy. He's real, huh? Yeah. All right, where does he live? I don't know. Oh, you don't, huh? Well, isn't that convenient? Shorty, you're number one on my suspicion parade. And maybe the charge will be murder, which is another way of saying you're under arrest. You recovered the Bromley girl from Shorty's room without Shorty seeing you, didn't you, Tommy? Oh, sure, Professor. He didn't even know what hit him. And the Bromley dame's still sleeping in the next room. Splendid. Now, I want you and Bill to listen to me very closely. I think I know what we're going to do next, Professor. I hope you do, Tommy. But Bill here wasn't present for the initial proceedings. I think we had best... Uh, One thing I don't savvy yet, Prof, is why we stashed the dame at Shorty's in the first place and then had a conch Shorty to get her back. Well, Bill, I didn't want to bring her directly here to my place until I was certain the police had no description of me. So it was expedient for the girl and I to remain in someone else's abode until I could ascertain whether or not it was safe to lodge her here. Oh, I get it. Nobody spotted you snatching a dame, so after a couple of hours at Shorty's, it was okay for us to get her out of Shorty's, huh? Your powers of deduction are brilliant, Bill. Uh, But now for your instructions. I manage the girl this far. As Tommy knows, she'll be in your care from now on. Yes, sure, Prof. We keep her here, Prof? No, Bill. You will take her out to our farm and wait there for the delivery of the ransom money. Uh, When you have the money, bring it here to me. Hey, look, Prof, it's a long way out to the farm. What if the Brownlee dame wakes up on the way out and starts yelling? I don't think you'll have any trouble with her, Tommy, asleep or awake. Well, if we do... Oh, no, you won't, Tommy. We'll have none of that. Oh, but, Prof, if she starts to queer our plan... The girl is not to be mistreated in any way, do you understand? Well, I'll see that everything goes all right, Professor. I'm certain you will, Tommy. And what about after we get the dough? What do we do with the dame then? Release her, by all means. And show her the greatest courtesy while she's in your care. Okay. Now, um, how do we get the money? My dog will bring it to the shack. Ah. The dog, Prof... How's a dog going to bring us some money? Where's a dog going to get it? The ransom note I have just prepared states that they will find my dog leashed to a tree on the Oxford Road, six miles west of Havensville. Yeah? They are to strap the packages of money, $50,000, in 20 and $50 bills, all old money, to the dog's back, and untie him from the tree, Mm. and then say, now, go home. The dog... We'll do the rest. Yeah, but Professor, won't somebody follow the dog? Why do you think I'm going to such fantastic measures to procure the ransom money, Tommy? Perhaps someone will try to follow my dog. 
But it'll be impossible. I have trained him for months to run a devious course at top speed and to duck through thickets and backtrack in the densest underbrush. And parts of the terrain over which he will travel with the ransom money will be impassable to man. No, Tommy, no one will follow my dog. But they're perfectly welcome to try. Inspector Faraday, I know you're doing everything possible to find my daughter, but can't you do the impossible and get her back? Mr. Bromley will do anything to find that daughter of yours. But you can help us if you give us the details of the ransom but note. But I haven't received a note. Mr. Bromley, I know exactly how you feel about this. You think you're protecting your daughter by not cooperating with the police because the note says not to contact the police. But, Inspector Faraday, you must believe me, I have not received a note. You haven't, huh? No. But when I do, you can be sure I'll contact you no matter what the note says. Will you promise me that? Even if the note warns you not to come to us? I'm no fool, Inspector. I know you can handle these fellows far better than I. Well, I'm glad you realize that. If more people realize that, there'd be far less crime. You'll get complete cooperation from me, don't worry. But isn't there anything you can do before I get the note? We've done all we could on the leads we've had. Well, this, this, this shorty person, what does he know about it? I don't know. He tells a story that makes some sense, but not enough to suit me. I still think he's mixed up in this some way. Or Boston Blackie is. You're holding, shorty? No, I had to let him go. Not enough on him. Well, this story he tells about a, a, a professor, perhaps that's your lead. It is a lead, and we're working on it. But so far, we haven't been able to find any professor. But certainly this shorty must know where he lives if he knows him well Mr. enough. Mr. Bromley, to... you don't know underworld people. If Shorty's telling the truth about a professor, he may also be telling the truth when he says he doesn't know where he lives. Well, some of the best-known people in the underworld have hideouts that no one knows about. Not even members of their own gang. Oh, I, I see. Uh, but don't worry, Mr. Bromley. We'll find... Come in. Inspector Faraday. Yeah, Carlson, what do you want? I've got something you want, Inspector. We got a tip on where a guy they call the professor may be hiding out. Oh, thank heaven. You have, huh? Good. Where? In a brown house on Front Street between Canal and the Bay Bridge Ramp. Front Street, huh? Yep. That's near where Shorty lives. Maybe he was telling the truth. Inspector, now maybe we'll find my daughter. I hope so, Mr. Bromley. Maybe you'd like to come along with us. I'm going down to Front Street in person to teach that professor a lesson. the professor's house, Mr. Bromley. Are you sure? Yes. The tip said it was a brown house on Front Street, didn't it, Counselor? Yes, sir. And between Canal Street and the Bay Bridge ramp. This is the only brown house on the block. Want me to go in first, Inspector? No, I'll go first. You and Mr. Bromley follow. We have to find Millicent here, Inspector. This is our only lead to her. Well, there's still Shorty. We can pick him up any time we want to. Oh, uh, on what grounds, Inspector? We never saw him with her. We can't charge him with any. I know that, but we... Well, let's go in and have a chat with this professor. There there won't be shooting, will there? If there is, Mr. Brownlee, I'll start it. My gun's all set. Hey, why not try the door, Inspector? It might be open. All right, but watch it. You'd better step back a few feet, Mr. Brownlee. That's all right, Inspector. I'm not afraid. Hmm. Door's open. Let's go in. But slowly, slowly. Hmm. Doesn't look to me as if this house has been lived in lately. Yeah, some people don't care how they live, Carlson. Inspector, there's a light shining from under that door. It's there. Yeah, I just saw it, Mr. Bromley. Come on, let's have a look. Ready with your gun, Carlson. 
Ready. Be careful. He may be holding my daughter as a shield. Please, be careful. Wait and watch out, Mr. Bradley. Okay. I'm going to try the door. I'm all set. Fling her open if she isn't locked. And there's our professor. Okay, prop, put the... Matter, Inspector Faraday. Nothing much, Mr. Bromley. But there's a lot the matter with the professor. He's dead. And now, back to our story. Twenty-two-year-old Millicent Bromley is missing, but is later found by Shorty, a friend of Boston Blackie. Shorty learns that the girl is stolen and gets in touch with Boston Blackie, who's out of town. Blackie tells Shorty to contact Faraday of the police. Shorty calls Inspector Faraday, but before the inspector gets to Shorty's room, Shorty is knocked out and the girl stolen from him. Shorty claims a man named the Professor brought the girl to his room, but when the police find the Professor, he's dead. As we return to our story, Shorty has been released by the police, and in the Bromley home, the phone rings. Hello. You, Bromley? Yes. Did you get our little note about the ransom? Yes, I just this minute received it. Are you the man who has my daughter? I'll ask the questions, but I'll answer that one with a... Yeah. I got your note. I'll pay your money. Only give me back my daughter. You'll get her back, Bromley. But did you read that little note real good? Yes, yes, I read it. Well, it said, don't tell the police what's in it. Did you read that? Yes, I did. Well, remember that, pal. Or forget about your daughter. Oh, I'll be... Hello. Hello. Oh, he hung up. Coming, coming. Yes? I'd like to talk to Mr. Harold Bromley, if it's okay. I'm Harold Bromley. Oh, hiya. I'm Shorty. I guess you've heard of me. I certainly have. I. You got a minute so I could talk to you? Definitely. Come in. Come in. Thanks. The uh, police have released you, I trust. Yeah, but they'll nab me again if we don't find your kid. I'm still in a jam. Look, I... I'd just been talking to my friend Boston Blackie long distance, see? And he asked me to come and see you. Your friend Blackie is going to help me find my daughter? He's trying to now, Mr. Bromley. But how can he help me when he's out of town? Oh, he'll be here tomorrow. But he figured he might help even before he got here. If you tell him what's in that note... Well, I intend to tell Inspector Faraday of the police. In spite of the fact that I just had a, a phone call warning me not to... Uh... But do you think it's wise for me to tell Blackie, too? Well, if you're smart enough to spill it to the cops, you sure can't go wrong spilling it to Blackie. You know, Blackie comes up with some shortcut ideas every now and then. Yes, he does. Doesn't he? Sure. All right. Here's what the note says. The money, $50,000 in old bills in 20s and 50s, is to be taken by car to a tree on the Oxford Road, six miles west of Havensville. Uh-huh, I got it. There'll be a dog near the tree. A dog? What cooks? The money is to be strapped to the dog's back. I am to untie the dog and say, now go home. And that will be that. Why, that's the nuttiest thing I ever heard. I'm afraid it's rather clever, though, Shorty. They cautioned me not to try to leash the dog. He'll balk. He won't move. And not to try to follow it. It'll be impossible. Oh, it is, huh? Well, maybe so. Look, uh, when do you have to kick in with the ransom money? At midnight, tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, huh? Okay, now I'll tell you what. Just so those guys can't say you double-crossed them, 
I'll go to the cops. That note sure didn't say nothing about me. This is Shorty. Oh, yeah, Shorty. Any more news from Blackie? Well, there's a telegram here for you. Yeah, that's what I meant. I guess it's from Blackie telling me what plane he's coming in on. Well, it got here just three minutes ago. Read it to me, will you? Okay, just a minute. Yeah, good. Uh, here you are, Shorty. Okay. Uh, read it slow. Okay, it's from Blackie, all right. What plane's he coming in on? Well, here's what his wire says. Yeah? Weather impossible. All planes grounded. Phone me here about note as soon as you know something. Signed, Blackie. Okay, Harry, I'll do that. Blackie says he'll tell me what to do next, huh? Gee, I, I sure hope so. Yeah, Blackie, I got it. Oh, gee, that's a swell idea, Blackie. But the note says not to tell the cops what's in it. Well, okay, if you think it's okay. Yeah, I'll go see Inspector Faraday right away. Uh-huh. 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 Look, Shorty, you want to spend the rest of your life in this office of mine? Maybe. Now, look, Inspector, I came here to tell you what was in the ransom note Mr. Bromley got. He got the note? You know what's in it? Sure. How do you know? Did you write it? No, I didn't. Mr. Bromley told me what was in it. He told you? Uh-huh. Well, why didn't you say so in the first place? Because you've been screaming your head off ever since I walked in that door. Well, I'll scream some more if you wait any longer to tell me what's in that note. Okay. Here it is. Now, at midnight tonight, we take $50,000 in old bills, 20s and 50s, to a tree on the Oxford Road, six miles west of Havensville. I know, the old gag. Leave it in a hole in the tree, huh? Oh, no. There'll be a dog there. Yeah, I thought... A dog? Yeah, a dog, tied to the tree. We strap the money on the dog's back, untie the dog, and he scrams with the dough. That's fine. Just how are we going to follow a dog? Those things can run, and they probably got this one trained to break records. Yeah, I guess maybe they have, Inspector Faraday. But Blackie's come up with an idea how we can trail the dog without following him. He has. Uh-huh. How are we going to do it? Tie rockets to our pants? <laughs> You better hurry, Mr. Bromley. It's almost midnight. We yes, want to release Inspector. the dog here right on the dot of 12. It's almost done, Inspector Faraday. My, my hands are shaking so I can hardly... There. It seems secure enough. Good. Now, here's where we start fooling these guys. How, Inspector? We'll never be able to follow this dog by trying to run after it. No. But we can do something so we can watch where he goes. Now, look around you, Mr. Bromley. What do you see? Well... Nothing but darkness. Yeah, pitch darkness. But in that darkness are hills. Pretty high hills, too. I have men posted on the top of nearly every hill in the vicinity. Will they be able to see the dog? No, they won't be able to see the dog, even using binoculars. That is, not as the dog is now. Shorty, do you have that can of luminous paint? Yeah, sure, it's right here, Inspector. I'm putting it on the dog's tail now. Oh, now I see what you're going to do. Put some on the dog's sides, too, Shorty. A nice wide band of it, huh? Yeah, I'm doing that right now. Say, this paint won't hurt him, will it? No, I checked into that. The stuff's non-poisonous. Oh, good. 
We'll get it off after it's served its purpose. What happens now? Do your men watch the dog through binoculars and then go to wherever the dog stops? No. They're all equipped with field radios, Mr. Bromley, and they'll radio the dog's progress and eventual destination right here to us. Let the dog go, Shorty. Okay, boy. Now go home. He's loose. Go on, scram, puppy. Have a good run, boy. Wow, look at him go. And look how clearly you can see the luminous paint on his tail and sides. Yeah. All right, Mr. Bromley. Let's go back to my car. See what's on the radio. Sergeant Lawrence in north position. The dog just crossed Highway 6 going due west. I followed him straight west until he disappeared into a pass. This is Carlson, west position. The dog just passed below us, heading up the bank of the Owl River, seven miles from the Staten Bridge. He's now heading into open country in the direction of Plainfield. This is Williams on a hill near Plainfield. The dog just arrived at the farmhouse 18 miles north of Plainfield. As I'm watching now, the door's been opened by someone on the inside. The dog has entered the house. All right, Inspector Faraday, it's all yours. 40,920, 40, You know, Tommy, I still don't see 40, why we knocked off the 40, professor. Well, Bill, we got rid of the professor because $50,000 splits bigger two ways than four. Four ways? Yeah. Yeah, I have a surprise for you, Bill. Mm. You, the professor, and I make three... But the Bromley girl makes four. Huh? I don't get it. This was a deal cooked up by the Bromley dame herself to get money from her tightwad father. Are you leveling? The prof didn't snatch that dame? No. Neither did we when we took her out of Shorty's room. Now that was all a part of the Bromley girl's deal with the professor. The professor said he'd go in with her if he could drug her and keep her in somebody else's joint while the heat was good and hot. Well, any dame that'd do that to her own father just to get money from him, what... Hey, hey what the... what's happened to the lights? Oh, what do you think happened to them? They went out. We didn't touch a thing. We didn't... Hey, t- I don't like this. Let's get out of here. Okay, but what about the Bromley dame? Never mind her. Come on. We'll run across the yard to the barn. All right, you guys. Stay where you are. A yeah, a lot of cops. Don't move either, Bill. Grab them, boys. They never have time to reach their guns, Inspector. That's a good thing, Carlson. Yeah, we know when to be good, boys. Yeah? Where's the Bromley girl? Still in the house. Okay, Carlson. Send one of the men in after him. Okay. Go. Ah, now we have the men we want, the ransom money, and the Bromley woman. Maybe this was all Blackie's idea, but I did it just as well as if Blackie himself were here. Police headquarters, homicide. Carlson, this is Inspector Faraday. Oh, yes, Inspector. Where are you? The commissioner wants to congratulate you. I'm home in bed. I just had an idea. You know where Blackie is? Uh, still grounded on the coast, I hear, but there... Well, I want uh, to send him a wire. Take this down. Uh, yes, sir, but... Uh, Here it is. Uh, Here it is. Recovered Millicent Bromley, who was just pretending to be kidnapped to extort money from her own father. But, uh... Men, I thought, abductors killed Professor, as you said they did. But, uh... I had a touch of my own in capture to protect Bromley Girl. Cut uh, power lines to farmhouse, knowing they would fear trap when house went dark. Uh, They ran out of house, and I nabbed them without endangering Girl. Uh, Who's brilliant now? uh, Uh, Sign it, Faraday, huh? uh, Just a minute, Inspector. I've been trying to tell you there's a wire here for you. Got here about six hours ago, according to death sergeant. Six hours ago, huh? Yeah. And that was before we got to the farmhouse. It's probably from Blackie with some crazy no-good idea. Uh, 
Read it to me anyway. Uh, yes, sir, just a minute, sir. Uh, here it is, here. Uh, from Blackie, all right. What's he say? Uh, he says, uh, judge from use of dog, kidnappers are holed up in farmhouse or country home. To avoid danger to Millicent Bromley in event of shooting, suggest you cut power lines. Throwing house in darkness will possibly force them outside where you can nab them without risking life of girls. Don't bother reading the rest of it, Carlson. And don't bother sending my wire to Blackie. And wipe that smile off your face, Carlson. It isn't that funny. Hawking Glass Corporation, 
brings you Crime Photographer. What's new, Ethelbert? I was just reading here where a fellow in town won $5,000. Huh. How did he win it? He sent in the winning name to a radio contest. See, five grand is a lot of money for a name. Well, I don't know. A good name can be very valuable. What do you say, Tony? Oh, yes, indeed. You know, some people buy a good name and other people earn it. Like what? Well, like Anchor Hawking earned their name by years and years of great work. And that's why today, Anchor Hawking is the most famous name in glass. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Tony Marvin. Every week at this time, the Anchor Hawking Glass Corporation of Lancaster, Ohio, and its more than 10,000 employees bring you another adventure of Casey, crime photographer, ace cameraman who covers the crime news of a great city. Our adventure for tonight, Too Many Angels. Blue Note Cafe, early evening, and we find Ann Williams, news reporter for the Morning Express, perched on one of the high bar stools. Casey, with his camera and film case, hasn't arrived as yet, and Ethelbert, the bartender, for lack of something better to do, says, Walter, you better bring up some more lemons. And Ann says, Gee, I hate to go home tonight. Just hum the chorus, Miss Williams. Maybe I've heard it. Hum what chorus? See how I hate to go home tonight. I never can remember popular songs. <laughs> Ethelbert, that isn't a song. That's how I feel on account of my apartment being painted today. I hate the smell of paint, and things are all upside down. I don't know how I'll be able to sleep. Well, gee, my sister Edna would be glad to let you use her. No, I guess you couldn't sleep on that. It's kind of... Well, thanks. Anyway, Ethelbert. Maybe Casey will barge in with one of those all-night assignments. Oh, 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 I was hoping to catch you here, Annie. I got a great idea, Annie. What did I tell you? Speak of angels and you hear the flapping of the... Make mine the same, Ethelbert. Yeah, right? sure, Casey. Coming right out. Huh? Now, what's that about angels, Annie? You tell me. A great idea, you said. Yeah, yeah. I feel like stepping out for a change tonight, Annie. Dinner and a show. Later, we can drop into the Top Hat Club. Why, Casey, this is so sudden. Sudden? No, no, I mean it. Now, what's the best show in town? How about Angel Face? Angel Face? Well, that's a musical. It won't open till next Monday. I'm with a bit of influence, Casey. I can get us in to see a preview performance tonight. Hey, that sounds exciting. Uh, how much influence, Ethelbert? Oh, a hundred dollars worth. A hundred? Huh? Well, I don't get it. Well, I was uh, going to keep the news kind of subnormal until after I started getting weekly dividends. You mean you put a hundred bucks into that show? I'm what we call an angel, Casey. I know what you are, but uh, how did it happen to you? Oh, you know how it is here in the blue nose, celebrities and such. They get on the confidential side, you know. So a few months ago, when Miss Carling asked me did I want to take a crack at the big money... Miss uh, Carling? Yeah, a blonde, Annie. First name Eva. Sings, dances. She's in the show. Oh, the man with a photographic memory. Thanks. For blonde. You must have seen her in here, too, Miss Williams. Pretty, but, you know, 
So you gave Miss Carling your piggy bank, and later on you got a legal paper making you a limited partner in angel faith. Ain't it all right? Uh, legal, as I say. So, if you folks will do me the honor, I'll be glad to escort you to the preview. Suits me. I think it'll be fun. I'll get my other coat. This is my night off if I want it, but I usually don't because why should I? We'll have dinner together, too, Ethelbert. <laughs> Anything to keep me out of my four walls tonight. The apartment's being redecorated, and I'm afraid to go home. Oh, Annie, what a sucker, that poor guy. I read the out-of-town notices. Angel face is so bad, they're going to have to produce it again before the critics can even call it a flop. Oh, for heaven's sake, well, don't tell Ethelbert. It costs 200 grand so far, Annie. Had all kinds of trouble, and on top of that, Carlo Chapman is the artistic genius behind the whole mess. You mean the nightclub owner? Yeah. Kind of a splash for a hundred bucks making that show, with or without Chapman behind it. Oh, poor Ethelbert. Isn't there something you can do, Casey? Well, I ought to go backstage and turn Eva Carling over my knee and spank her. Don't be silly. I'll pay the taxi, Casey. Okay. Well, it seems to be quite a crowd going into the theater. Yeah, friends, relatives, and chief mourners. Now, don't let Ethelbert hear you. That was a funny driver. I gave him a dime tip and he handed it back. Said I might need it myself. <laughs> hmm. Well, let's go in by the stage door. Why the stage door? I want you should both meet Miss Carling. Miss Williams, she's a very charming chanteuse. What? That's a theatrical language for singer, Casey. Oh, I see. Yeah. Studying up. Yeah. Okay, Ethelbert, let's go. Now, uh, this, Miss Williams, is the uh, behind of the scenes. Sorry, no visitors. The doorman should have stopped you. Uh, mister, maybe you don't know it, but I own a considerable hunk of this show, and these here are friends. Uh, Mr. Casey and Miss Williams of the Morning Express. Morning Express? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm Jack Blake, stage manager. Anyone from the press is always welcome. But please excuse me, so many last-minute details, and it's almost curtain time. Make yourselves at home. See, Casey? Angels always get in where fools fear to come. Huh, yeah. Well, let's find Miss Carling's room. I want you should meet it. Yeah, and wish you luck, too. Gonna need it with this turkey. Henny, watch your step with tables on the floor and sandbags overhead. The backstage of the theater is a dangerous place. Okay. Uh-oh. What? Over there near the door. Is over the star on it? It's Carlo Chapman, owner of the Top Hat Club. Well, tall, dark. That and... crook is one man you're not gonna meet, lady. Oh, by the way, who's the star of Angel Face? Andrea Ballou. Hmm? Should I be impressed? You mean, does La Ballou have talent? Well, just average. She's Queen Bee in this show, though, thanks to Chapman. Oh, so it's that way. Yeah, just some gossip everybody knows. Well, let's move along or we'll lose Ethelbert among these gorgeous gaps. <laughs> What's bothering you, Ethelbert? Say, Casey, are those real? Those diamonds? <laughs> Coming up, Miss Carling. <laughs> well, we've enjoyed meeting you, Miss Carling. Uh, we'll get on out front. Good you luck. You look lovely, Miss Carling. That's the very uh, original hairdo, sort of um, Veronica Lakey. Yeah, it certainly hides your sort of blonde, I mean. Yes. Well, if you wish me luck, I'm sorry I'm not myself. Well, we understand. Preview butterflies, huh? Eh? Yeah, something else. 
Nobody can kid me. This show is going right down the drain. Right now, I know it. I sure wish you had your money back, Albert. Well, gee, Miss Carling, where does life... Life? Uh... Yeah. Huh? Angel Face might live if Andrea Ballou dropped dead. She's a double-crossing microbe with a neat pan and a mink coat. Don't you like her? Ever since I can remember, Ballou has been in my way. I should have had that star part, so I'm lucky to be her understudy. Someday I'll take care of that she-devil. She can't push me around. I won't take it. Sorry to have to shoo you out, folks. Oh, that's all right. That's all right. We understand. Well, what's wrong with you, Eva? Nothing. Nothing at all. You ought to know everything's just done. <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Casey, Miss Williams. Everybody's keyed up tonight. Uh, follow me. We can go down these stairs. I don't know if it would help or not, Mr. Blake, but uh, suppose I take a few shots of your star. Miss Ballou? You mean now? Why not? Why, yes, we can use some publicity. That's her dressing room. I'll see if she's ready. Ooh, this is your night to howl, all right, Mr. Wolf. What? Why, Annie. We'll be trying to help Ethelbert's investment. Mm-hmm. Miss Ballou, I have a gentleman outside. Ah, the diplomat. I'd better put my head inside and ask if it's safe. You know how temperamental he is. Miss Ballou, I was wondering if... Mr. Casey, something's happened. Come here. What is it? She's on the floor. She's fainted. i better call a doctor. Yeah, you better. I'll be right back. No wonder she fainted. She must have had an awful fight with someone. This dressing room's a mess. I wonder what happened. This is what happened. Step over here. Look. Good. Oh, oh my gosh. Hey, hey, the show started, Casey. What are we going to do? Miss Ballou can't dance with a knife in her back, Edelbert. Uh, Angel Face has too many angels, including a dead one. Our story will continue in just a moment. Here's how to enjoy beer at its best. I know, pour it right out of a clean glass bottle. Yes, that's important, because glass and glass only can bring you beer and ale that taste as beer and ale should taste. Clean, clear, sparkling, unaffected by foreign flavor, beer that's brewery bright. And now you have a new kind of bottle, the Anchor Glass One-Way No Deposit No Return Bottle. One-Way means it's sanitary. You are the first and last to use it. When it's empty, drop it in any waste receptacle as you would any other food container. No deposit means no more deposits to pay. No return means no more empty bottles to save and clutter up the back porch or cellar. Or lugging back to the store for refunds. And this compact bottle saves space in the refrigerator. It's easy to open, safe to drink from. It protects that true brewery flavor. As only clean glass can protect it. Yes, the revolutionary new Anchor Glass One-Way No Deposit Bottle is sweeping America. For perfect flavor, demand beer in glass bottles. For extra convenience, demand your favorite brand in the new Anchor Glass One-Way No Deposit Bottle, a product of Anchor Hocking. The most famous name in glass. Dressing room doors, which? Say, who's in charge backstage? Get these people out of here. Let me through. Who is he, anyway? Ah, Miss Williams. You got here mighty quick. Oh, this way, Captain Logan. So did you. I suppose Casey's somewhere. He most certainly is. In here. Hello, Logan. What are you doing here? I'm a news photographer, remember? Uh, I just happened to be driving by and got the radio report myself. How'd you find out about it? Ah, a knifing, huh? Yeah. Attending the preview of this show, 
I asked Blake, the stage manager, if I could take some pictures of Mr. Ballou. We knocked, and nobody answered, so we came in. Uh, this. Well, that tech squad will be here in a few minutes. In the meantime, I hope you haven't disturbed anything in here. Wait a minute, Logan. Act your age. You know me. A few pictures, that's all. Maybe I can save you some time, though. Uh, the looks of this place, it must have been quite a fight. Now, get that stage manager in here. I'll get him, Captain. A fight between two gals. Gals? Yeah. Look here. Uh, uh, strands of yellow hair, caught in the nail. A blonde. Uh, we'll wind this business up, Craig. Oh, uh, uh, Blake, round up all the blondes in this company. I, uh, I think there's only four of the girls. Well, the one I want has scratches on her, on her face or arm. She's probably tried to hide them with makeup. I'll catch the girls now before they leave the theater. Yeah, there's Miss Carling, who might have something to hide behind a cocker spaniel hair. Yeah, we'll get to her. Now, about this knife. Oh, hello, Chapman. Oh, you're here, huh? Why shouldn't I be? I have an interest in this show. They tell me there's been an accident. That's too bad. You ever see that weapon before? I didn't come here to answer no questions. But I'm one of those fellows like to help the cops. Yeah. I had a falling out with Andrea tonight. I got nothing to hide. That's my knife. I recognize it. Had it in my desk at the Top Hat Club. Disappeared three weeks ago. Your lawyer tell you to say all this? If you figure you can hang anything on me and make it stick... Just say the word. Chapman, I'll talk to you later. Right now, all I want is a blonde. Yeah, that's all most men want, Logan. Why do you keep on asking me over and over again? I told you I was in a room and we had a scrap. I would have killed her, but I didn't. I never saw that knife before. I never saw it. I don't know how it happened. Will you step outside a minute, Logan? I want to ask you something. Hurry it up. Listen. Miss Ballou was killed, Logan, by a single clean knife thrust in the back. Well? Now, is it logical, after a wild fight between two women, that the knife was only used once? No other cuts or slashes? Well, I'll bet you little Eva can't even peel potatoes without cutting a finger off. Can't I go home now? Can't you just let me go home and rest? We were just talking about you, Miss Carling, and uh, I... Uh, hold on, Casey. Uh... Casey, look out! Look out, Casey. It was a heavy sandbag. I saw it start to slip from up Yes, yeah, well, we're okay You're... anyway. It must weigh a hundred pounds. Yeah, they use it for counterweights and the curtains. Yeah. Look at it torn. Yeah. It didn't wear out or come loose. It was cut with a knife. Flanagan, get some more light on back here. Come on, Casey. We'll take a look up there in the catwalk. All right? I'll go up to the flies this way, Logan. If anybody's up there, we'll soon find out. Be right. careful, Casey. Oh, I'm so up here, Casey. Not anymore. Somebody got out through this door to the roof, though. So got away over the fire escape. Yeah. Now, hello. Listen, will you give me a break now? Well, that depends. Eva Carley. Couldn't have cut that sang sandbag loose. She was standing right beside us. Yeah, that's right. She's pretty worked up. I'll tell Annie to take her home. You can pick her up later if you want her. Okay. Let's go over and have a talk with Carlo Chapman.
the rug, all the glossy pinups along the walls. Yeah, the top hat club seems to feature dance teams. Pictures mean anything? Yeah. Here's a shot of the late, unlamented Miss Andrea Ballou. Yeah. Picking up her pretty ankles with a dancing partner. Boy, looks kind of familiar. Oh, good evening, Mr. Chapman. Admiring your picture gallery. Sure. Look around, plenty. Sorry I wasn't here. Been doing a little exercise. Yeah? Up and down fire escape. What? Oh, never mind. I uh, say, who's the uh, lad with Miss Ballou in this shot? He used to be part of the team. Blue and Ballou. I gave him their start here at the club. Blue and Ballou. Sounds funny. And he got hurt. Couldn't dance anymore. So Miss Ballou had to do a single act. Now, uh, let's cut out the small talk. I don't know nothing more about the night, Captain Logan. Any idea who might have taken it? No. What did you and Ballou quarrel about in her dressing room tonight? I told her if she didn't behave, she was through. Well, who could take her place if she was? Well, understudy. Eva Collins. Did you promise Eva anything in case Andrea Ballou was out of the picture? Well, if you want to put it that way. Yeah. If we ever open the show again, Miss Carling will be a sensation. The star of the year. I see. Come on, Chapman. I'm arresting you on suspicion of murder. And after I've taken you to headquarters, I'm also picking up Eva Carling. <laughs> I'm not sulking. I'm going to pick up Eva at her apartment and book her on a charge of homicide, at least. And we get more evidence. Yeah, she and Miss Williams should have had plenty of time to get there by now. Yeah, I guess so. Now, look, Casey, Miss Carling was Chapman's new girlfriend. She knew Baloo was in her way. She had a motive, all right. So she took Chapman's own knife, stuck it in Baloo's back. All of which would point the finger at Chapman. I'll go this far with you, Logan. We'll leave a... May have a hunch who did put Baloo out of the way. Right now, I'm trying to dig something out of my memory, though. Ever since we were in Chapman's office, I've been scratching my head. So where are we? Eva Carling. Is that the building across the street, Flanagan? Yes, sir. The address Miss Carling gave us. 317, apartment 4B. Looks like a four-story walk-up. Oh, come on, Chasey. Let's start climbing. Whoever it is, I don't want to see anybody. I'm afraid. I didn't do it. I told you everything. I told you the truth. You believe me, don't you? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, of course I do, Eva. Maybe it's uh, Carlos Chapman ringing the bell. No. He wouldn't ring this way. Why not? He doesn't have to. Oh. Whoever it is, let them ring. Don't answer it. <laughs> Carling haven't gotten here yet. All that climbing we did for nothing. Well, instead of coming here to Carling's apartment, they probably went to Annie's place. She's got an extra room. Ah, that's where they are. Uh, climb in. Hey, Logan. I think I've got it. Got what? Uh, uh, look, remember that, that photograph in Chapman's office, the dance team of Blue and Baloo? Well, uh, let's go, Flanagan. Yeah, well, look. He said the kid got hurt some years ago. Wasn't able to dance anymore. Well, I've got a memory for faces. You know, you get that way in my business. Now, I... hold it a minute, Flanagan. Casey, that fellow going into the apartment house, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, that, 
That's Blake, the stage manager. Yeah. That's Blake, all right. Uh-huh. See how he drags one foot? I didn't notice it before. Yeah, he does walk with a kind of limp. What about he's calling on Carling's apartment? Logan. I'm beginning to get one of those hunches. You and your hunches. What is it this time? So strong that if I weren't sure that Annie and Miss Carling aren't up there, I'd follow Blake up those stairs again. Why? Because according to my hunch, Blake is the murderer of Miss Ballou. And Miss Carling's life and Annie's, too, won't be worth a nickel if Blake finds him. Well, let's have it, Casey. At least we know the gals aren't up there. All Blake can do is walk up there and ring the bell as we did. If there is any reason to think he had anything to do with the murder, we can pick him up when he comes down. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. The girls are safe enough. Well, Logan, look. Here's the basis of my hunch. As I was telling you before about that photograph... There they are again. Don't let them go with you. Believe me, Miss Carling. I think we should ask them. No one wants to hurt you. If it is the police, they'll only want to ask you some more questions. All right, Miss Williams. Yes. Set them in. There couldn't be worse than sitting here with Good. I'll ask who it is. Who is it? It's Blake. Oh, see, it's only Mr. Blake, the stage manager. Oh, I'm coming, Mr. Blake. Come in. Get over there and sit down with Eva. But I don't see what... You see this, don't you? Get over there. It's a lot more effective than a knife. What do you want, Jack? You saw me go into Baloo's dressing room just after you came out, after you scrapped with her. But you'll never tell the police. No, I, I didn't see you go in, Jack. I tell you, I didn't... I thought I'd pick you off with that sandbag, but now I'll have to try again. You're a fool to think you can use that gun and get away Listen, with it. I waited a long time to take care of Andrea. Seven years. She knew Chapman crippled me so I couldn't dance again. Well, she'll never dance again either. When I leave here, I'll take care of Chapman. I couldn't make the cops think he used his knife on Andrea. Too bad you had to be up here tonight, Miss Williams. But that's how it is. There you are. My hunch. Blake, or Blue, if you prefer, had his dancing career cut short by an accident. Now, suppose he nursed a grudge against Bellew, seeing her go on and on and up and up in showbiz. And all he could ever hope for was a job as a stage manager now and then. You know, Casey, at this hour in the morning, I admire your energy to think up such an idea. Well, like I said, Logan, it's just a hunch. Yeah. I'm not completely sold on it myself. Yeah, I wonder what's keeping Blake so long up there. He's wearing that door buzzer around. Casey, that's a theatrical apartment house. Lots of theater people live there. He probably lives there, and he's in bed asleep by now while we sit out here in the cold. I'll pick him up tomorrow for more questioning, but right now I'll settle for Eva Carling, and then I'm going home. Flanagan, you know where Miss Williams lives. Step on the starter. We're going there. But didn't uh, Chapman recognize you backstage? Huh. He never notices anything unless it wears skirts. But uh, as a stage manager of Angel Face, surely Miss Ballou would remember you as her former partner. Sure, she knew I had the job. She didn't mind. She thought it was nice to have me under her thumb, like throwing bones to a dog. But, uh, 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 what about... You stall long enough. We're going to have some radio music. I'll turn it up real loud for a few minutes. No, no, I'll never tell about you, Jack. I'll promise him I'll do anything but make him listen to me. No, no, don't, please, Jack, don't shoot. I'll do anything. All my life, Jack, I'll do anything. I'll do anything. No. I got him, Logan. Where 
Maybe he's going to have him Turn off that radio. Captain Logan. You all right, Annie? What about the girl? Is she hurt? No, no, I mean, yes, I'm all right. I guess Eva fainted. Now, Casey, you and the Marines. They almost made two more angels out of us. Casey, don't ever tell a newspaper I'm bawling. I won't, Annie. Good thing I remembered one thing, Annie. Yeah, you remembered just in time. Remembered? Remembered what? Well, never mind now, honey. Come on, I think we can just make the blue note before it closes. Join the crowd of the Blue Note in just a moment. It's not far from Thanksgiving, and all reports are that turkeys are plentiful and big. And that means in most homes, there'll be lots of delicious turkey leftovers. And many a smart housekeeper is going to make delicious, tasty dishes from leftover turkey, because she's going to oven bake them in a big fire king casserole. And how the family will enjoy those big, steaming casserole dishes, particularly when they come to the table warm, fragrant, and appetizing in beautiful pale blue Fire King oven glass. Now, Fire King oven glass is amazingly easy to clean, amazingly sturdy. Now, you'll find Fire King oven glass in 5 and 10 cent stores, department stores, and all other stores selling household glass. Fire King prices are amazingly low, and every piece is guaranteed for two years against oven breakage. Insist on genuine Fire King oven glass by name. Fire King Oven Glass is a product of Anchor Hawking. The most famous name in glass. So Blake was deliberately crippled by Chapman, huh, Casey? That's right, Ethelbert, according to what he told us. He knew when three mugs held him up, knocked him out, and didn't take his money. But it was a frame-up. He'd been injured on purpose. Oh, that's horrible. That was seven years ago, you say? And yeah. there's no way to pin it on Chapman? Well, if Miss Ballou was alive, she might, but... But why did Chapman bother with Blake seven years ago? Well, Blake and Ballou had an ironclad contract that neither could break. Miss mm-hmm. Ballou met Carlo and saw her big chance to latch onto the big time. But Blake was a drag, so Chapman helped out by fixing Blake so that he was through as a dancer. Because that nullified the contract. There's a five-letter word for a louse like that. Or is it six? Well, he'll get his. Some night in a dark alley. To think Chapman can walk around unfettered while poor Blake winds up in the chair. Yeah, for murder. He almost got me with a sandbag. He was just going to add Eva Carling and our own Annie to his list. Sure anxious to cover his tracks. When right? you broke in, and it was heavenly timing. <laughs> yeah, Casey, how come? Well, Logan and I started to drive to Annie's place, but at the last moment, I remember that her apartment had just been painted. She wouldn't go there if she could help it, so I... As I knew, you must be at Eva's place, Annie. We did a quick turnaround and got there in time to hear the radio tuned up. Well, boys, don't think it hasn't been fun, but I'm going home to my new smelling apartment and collapse. Uh, wait a minute, Annie. I've got a bright idea. Oh, I know. You feel like stepping out tonight. No, tomorrow night, Annie. We'll have dinner and a show. What's a good show? How about Hello, Broadway? There's a preview performance. Uh, uh, wait a minute, Evan. Wait. Don't tell me. Not again. Well, as my sister Edna says, quote, most of us keep one eye on the temptations we pray not to be let into. Unquote. Crime 
Photographer, starring Stotts Cotsworth as Casey, is brought to you each Thursday by the Anchor Hawking Glass Corporation, makers of Fire King Oven Glass. Anchor Glass Containers, Anchor Caps and Closures, all products of Anchor Hawking, the most famous name in glass. Photographer is directed by John Deets. The original music is by Archie Blyer, and the program features Miss Jan Minor as Anne and John Gibson as Ethelbert. Herman Chittison is the Blue Note pianist. Tonight's story was written by Albert Barker. This is Tony Marvin saying good night for the Anchor Hawking Glass Corporation of Lancaster, Ohio, with offices in all principal cities of the United States and Canada. This is CBS Columbia Broadcasting System.